Welcome to the Footy Sphere. Uh, this is Game Week 20, and I'm joined today by Taron Pagan. How are you doing, Taron? Oh, man, good in yourself. Good in yourself. It's been great. The football this past few, this last game week was amazing. Yeah, it was a good one. Uh, yes, there's been some results out there. And uh, once again, uh, Liverpool looking like they got this season wrapped up. What, what do you say about that? Well, yeah, this this game week was definitely a good one for Liverpool. I mean, both teams that were in second and third both didn't get any um, Liverpool playing Leicester away from home and not just beating Leicester City, but putting out a completely dominant performance against them. Um, a lot of Liverpool fans going into that game would have taken just a point. I mean, a lot of Liverpool fans that I had spoken to were pretty nervous about the game. They were saying this is the bubble needs to burst and this is a game where it's potentially and very likely to happen. But Liverpool came out, even after playing in Qatar, coming from the warm weather back into the Premier League, showed no signs of letting up and put out a dominant performance. So it's pretty safe to say Liverpool are in a very strong position. We still have a, like nearly half a season to go. Five games, Liverpool fall, fall in five games, City continue a good run push a good run going, Leicester push a good run. Anything can still happen, but Liverpool are looking strong and a team that's very difficult to beat right now. Yeah, it's actually looking... Uh, I was actually having a discussion with a few people about this, this Liverpool side and we went through a few of the sides and we were like, where is the weakness for Liverpool at the moment? Everybody kept saying, you know, the fullbacks push on, they leave the space in behind. But the thing is, your, but your midfield covers that so well, and your defense as well. They, they just cover it so well at the moment. And I don't see a big flaw in your game at the moment or in the Liverpool game at the moment. Yeah, um, as everyone has said, and a lot of people, it's easy to see where Liverpool's biggest weakness is in the space behind the fullbacks. But like you yeah. said, the midfield do cover it well. Um, I think what teams potentially would have to do is just take risks. I think the only thing you can do against Liverpool is take a risk and leave your wingers up front uh, mm. in that space. And it's, the defending team's going to hate their wingers for staying up because with Liverpool attack, that fullback's going to be left to handle the winger plus uh, Liverpool's fullbacks, which he's going to hate. But if Liverpool make a small mistake here and there and you've got your, your wingers high up, you can exploit that. But it's a risk. Yeah, it is, it is a big risk that you're going to play out there. And uh, look at some of the other fixtures of the weekend that we that of oh, the gimmick that just passed. We had um, uh, Arsenal and Everton. Their, their two new managers came into the fold and... Arsenal had a less than convincing performance against Bournemouth and Everton just getting over the line against uh, Burnley there. Uh, yeah. What do you think of those two games? Well, I watched a little bit of the Arsenal-Bournemouth game and the one thing that you could already immediately notice from Arsenal is that they are changing their system. You could see that when they lost yeah. possession, there was a sense of urgency to press and try to win the ball back um, quite high up which is probably a similar something that maybe Arteta picked up from Guardiola's teams. Uh, but you can see that they're not used to it. They haven't been coached it very well. Um, Arteta obviously can't work magic straight away, but it's something that he wants to employ into the team and it's an identity that he wants to set with them because you can see it happening, but they are going to need a lot of time to get used to that because pressing, you need to work as a unit. Um, Liverpool yeah. do that exceptionally well and it's taken Klopp 
quite a few years to get the team and the players to buy into that and to know how to do it properly. So Arsenal will take a bit of time to get that right, but the identity of that type of play is there. True. Uh, yeah, and um, as you said, a few of the teams in the top six lost this week. But the biggest surprise out of all those games to me was Chelsea at home to the Saints. I actually watched that game this week, and they looked like they didn't show up. looked like they had a too-good Christmas and just didn't pitch for the game against Southampton this week. Yeah, um, I myself never got to see that game, unfortunately. But from what I can tell is City dominated, I mean, Chelsea, excuse me, sorry for that. Chelsea dominated the possession, um, yeah. but obviously couldn't do anything with it. Uh, they also had more shots on the game. Shots on target was equal, so it shows that they weren't clinical enough with the ball that they had. And the weirdest thing is Saints also didn't have their top scorer. They didn't have the guy who's been putting the goals into the net. They only brought him on late on, and they still yeah. managed to find two goals. So things are looking up for the Saints. But Chelsea yeah. are still in this weird phase where they just not take turning the ball into dominant uh, dominant play. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one with Chelsea. It's very up and down at the moment, uh, and they are showing up against the bigger teams. And it's almost like that Wolves factor at the moment. They show up against the big teams, really put in a good performance. And then against the lower teams or the teams not in the top six, they almost ease off and they invite them in. And in the Premier League, you can't do that at the moment because in the Premier League, it will hurt you. Yeah, definitely. And let's talk about the Sheffield United-Watford game. Um, yeah. We initially spoke in our last one that Sheffield United were looking very strong at the top uh, sitting. They were currently at six, I think, when we spoke last. They've now dropped down to seventh because of the draw. Um, Watford needed the win. Watford started off nicely, getting the first goal. And then obviously the strength of Sheffield and the strength that they've been putting out this season came in and got the draw there. What do you think about that match? Um, yeah, uh, this is the one that we looked at and said it could be a very good game. I think, I think, I think, it, I think it actually went to script there because... Watford aren't a bad team. Watford have the players to move forward. And you can see under Nigel now what they're doing. It's their forward play has become a lot better. You see the goals they scored in the last two to three game weeks has really been there. And they're showing up at the back now. Um, Sheffield, I think, are, are going to be safe. It, it is just that way they play this free-flowing football with Safety at the back with a strong defense. Yeah, uh, it, it, it was actually a, actually a decent game there. All right, cool. Last game I want to talk about before we start getting into the fixtures coming up was the Aston Villa-Norwich game. Um, a lot of people were saying Aston Villa looked very terrible without uh, Mings there at the back. But yeah. they came out and they got the victory against Norwich City, who a lot of people thought um, Pookie... And Cornwall would have exploited that defensive frailty that Aston Villa had at the back, but it didn't seem so. They got the goal and they got the clean sheet. Yeah, that, that, that was a bit of a weird one. Even as we were speaking, we thought now with Mings not being there, Norwich should get something out of the game. But they turned around. Uh, and so the game, Jack Grealish is their main man. He, he got... Um, uh, he because he he because he got the assist for the goal there. But even if you look at the game and the way the game progressed, Norwich still were in the game for long periods of time. Heaton had to make five saves in that game. Heaton was 
arguably the man of the match of that game. So Norwich still were in the game, just couldn't convert. And it's a frustrating thing for a team at the bottom of the log there. If they can't convert their chance moment, even though they're looking like they're dangerous, looking like they're going to score goals, if they don't actually put something on paper and actually come away with points from those uh, sort of games against teams in and around them, they're going to struggle. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's going to start, well, still a long time, but these are, this is the time now where you need to start showing your identity as a team. Yeah, they have to because with Watford in the last few games picking up five points in the last four games, they're off the bottom of the log. And Norwich are actually the worst form team at the moment. They've got one point in the last five and now they're going to host Spurs this weekend. No, they're hosting playing Spurs today um, at home. So what do you think about that? Spurs coming off a 2-1 win, a tough 2-1 win against Brighton. Um, how yeah. do you think Norwich-Tottenham game is going to go today? Um, the, the thing with Spurs is we're still struggling with our back line and with our midfield. Uh, we still have... Uh, Spurs have not got their midfield options in yet. We're looking at Wings, we're looking at Sissoko, we're looking at Dyer and Indombele in the middle. Every single game under Mourinho, they've been a different setup at the back. Our right back in Aurea has not been good. Going forward, he's been brilliant, but defensively, he's not there. Jan Vertonghen at the moment is not a left back, and Danny Rose seems to be ousted by uh, Mourinho at the moment. We can score goals. Spurs can score goals, but the issue is at the back. And against Cantwell and Puki, if they show up, Spurs are going to be in trouble here. I still think Spurs can get over the line, but it's going to be a difficult game this week. If this is yep. one of the teams that, that is Spurs' um, bogey teams at the moment. Yeah, but what could work for you, even though you've got those defensive issues, is to take a little bit of comfort in the fact that Norwich City are creating chances, but their players can't seem to put the ball in the net. So that could be a little bit of a comfort for Tottenham fans, and this could be a second one, a second victory for them to push forward. Yeah, because I, I want to win 100%. This is the, I think, the last game, oh no, the second last game before transfer window. And I think everyone is just looking for the transfer. There's a few teams that need to bolster their squad, and Spurs being one of them. I think it could be a good game to get three points, because three points here, and we could go into the top four with Wolves playing Liverpool and Chelsea playing Arsenal this weekend. So once again, big games this week. Uh, yeah. Before we get into the big games, let's look at the relegation battle there, the Watford-Aston Villa game. Oh. Uh, we seem to always love talking about Watford at the moment, and we're always saying, <laughs> oh, Watford are going to come out, Watford can do something, Watford can, they generally don't. <laughs> um, but we are, Aston Villa came away with that victory, clean sheet, can they do it again against Watford? We know Watford are struggling to capitalise on chances that they create and good play that they do have. In, in in the last five games, Villa have kept one clean sheet. Watford, on the other hand, if you look at the last five games, they've played Palace, which have kept a clean sheet, a Liverpool game where, honestly, they could have got something if they took their chances, a Man United game where they beat United at home, and the last game where they drew to Sheffield, another top seven team. Honestly, think, even though Villa have just turned around now and got a win, I honestly think Watford could get something from this game. It's like, with Nigel coming there after what he did with Leicester, he's been very good at setting up teams and making sure they're going for it. If they get a win here, they're three points 
from getting out of the relegation zone. I think they could get something out of this game. Well, let's hope this time we we kind of right with what we're predicting for Watford because they definitely need yeah. those three points. They need to cut that gap now because they can't just let that get, get further and further away. 100%. All right, in the next game, let's say one of the big boys now, uh, Arsenal-Chelsea. Let's, uh, this is this could be a very interesting one with Arsenal and Arteta coming in, the new identity that I just spoke about, and yeah. Chelsea being super inconsistent. This is a chance for Arsenal to give something back to their fans, to say, for Arteta to say, this is what I'm going to do with this team, this is how we're going to play, and this mm. is what the results you should expect. Arsenal need to come out and beat Chelsea here. It's a game where Arsenal can do it. 100%. This is a game... <laughs> Because I'm not sure how how Chelsea are feeling after that Saints game. I'm not sure where Frank is. Uh, even though they beat Spurs in the previous game, they still have only picked up six points in the last five games. Yeah. It's been a poor run of form for Chelsea through the December period. The only thing that's covering it is that win against Spurs. And Arsenal are not doing much better. They drew to Everton in that really one of the worst games I've seen all season, that little draw. And then they go and draw against Bournemouth. And then the only other win in December is a 3-1 win was West Ham. I know you can't look at that at the moment because Arteta is setting up a new system and you way of playing. Arsenal, I think, could have something here. Arsenal, I think, should just go out for this game, play this free-flowing football with players that they have, and just go from there. I think it could be a good one for Arsenal. The only thing I think Arsenal need to worry about is we know how poor their defence has been. And out of the big six teams, I think maybe they've probably got the weakest defence and the defence that's making the most mistakes. With Chelsea's front, with Tammy Abraham, who was on fire for a bit, has died off a little bit, but we still know the quality that he does possess. He's very clinical when he needs to be. William playing one of the best games he did against uh, Spurs showing that he's yeah. starting to show signs of the player that Chelsea bought and that the fans wanted to see. Arsenal are going to need to show up that defence and make sure that those two don't have an impact. Yeah, 100%. And even with saying that now, everything seems to be settled at Arsenal, everything there. They're going to need to look at that defensive mid and that uh, defensive area now because uh, Granit already said that he's moving to Hertha, that he yeah. signed... Uh, that he's going to get a pre-contact with Hertha. And that back line has to change. Something has to give. There's too many mistakes that are resulting in gold and resulting in uh, points given away from Arsenal at the moment. Uh, from Bernard Leno controlling that back line to the centre-backs, to the left mm. and right back at the moment. Yeah, something has to change. And I think Ateta is the man to get things organised, get things set up and get rid of the dead weight. Yeah, Arsenal fans will definitely hope so. Um, yeah, there's a few more games we haven't touched on, but uh, I'm sure they are self-explanatory, those teams. Everyone who looks at those games will know kind of what needs to happen there. So yeah. let's talk about our Fantasy Premier League now. Um, how did you do in this current game week? Oh, it was all good for me until I got to last night's fixtures. I was actually sitting quite pretty with my squad. Um, uh, because of the City... Um, uh, Wolves game this week, I decided to take out Jimenez and that got fired in the last 10 minutes for, for me. Damn you, Ben Mendy. Damn you. 
Yeah. Hey, at least you can take some comfort in there. A lot of uh, fans who put Trent Alexander-Arnold at the end of their bench because they thought with Vardy being on the form that he was that he was going to not get clean sheets and maybe get a couple of goals put against him. But came out with yeah. a clean sheet, three assists and a goal. I mean... I know. In the beginning of the season, I was looking at Trent and at Robertson. I'm like, I can only have one. And I went for Robertson. And Robertson's assists in the beginning of the season were amazing. Now I'm looking at that going, my seven points compared to Trent's 24. Oh, that hurts just a little. Uh, yeah. Um, looking at that game week, um, it actually went to form. Bobby Firmino, as we spoke about, came out on top once again. Great game. Uh, you had Raheem Sterling coming back. Um, Jimenez again on uh, there. Burton Traore. Uh, I mean, not Burton. Uh, uh, Dimitro. And yeah. Traore once again. Marshall. And then Heaton again, uh, keeping a clean sheet. Um, but this game week, uh, if you can see, there was a few players who were rested through the week. The likes of Danny Ings and Co. were arrested. Yeah. Um, but as we go into this game week, you have to look at what's coming up in the future. This game week is the same game week that will be in the double game week in game week 24. It has been confirmed. Um, double game week will be Leicester, I mean, be West Ham and Liverpool having the double game week. West Ham will play Leicester and Liverpool, and Liverpool will play Wolves and Liverpool. So just a few things to think about. Uh, showing up your Liverpool players for that game week, maybe getting all three, uh, <laughs> midfielder, a striker, and a backline player, or two midfielders. Um, yeah, and working from there. Um, if you look at the suspensions for this week, Bravo uh, will play this week as Edison's got the red. There won't sure. be any time to uh, appeal that red red card. Sonny's still out. And Musa Sissoko will be out. So just a few things to think about for this game week as well. Yeah, definitely. Because um, it's such a quick turnaround in games, it's very difficult to predict what teams are going to play. Um, yeah, 100%. Will you take the risk and say, oh, because these players played in the previous one, are these are these players not going to play this week? Or will the team say, yes, it's a quick turnaround, but we want to keep the momentum going. We're going to play the same team and rest yeah. them in the next game. So it's difficult to kind of find a place. So I think it's very hard to say, put this player in, put this player in. Maybe it's a time back the players that you have. You might have a week where it's going to be pretty weak, but maybe keep the players you have, get the two subs, and then look at yep. what you can sub in there because you can maybe make a better prediction of what's going to happen on the next game week after this one. 100%. I agree with you 100% there because if you look at it, it is next game week's on Wednesday, on yeah. New Year's Day. Yeah. And and everyone is looking at this fixture list saying how we're going to get through this fixture. And just stick with your players and work with it. The managers have set up for this. They know what's going to happen. And... Remember, if you have a bad game week, most people will have a get bad game week. Most people have the set meta teams. And if you have a get bad game week, everybody else has a game week. You're just looking for that player here or there that can bring you in points. The one player I'm looking at this weekend is Bertrand. I mean, Adima Traore. He's been amazing the last few game weeks. He has picked up um, goals and assists in the last few weeks against Spurs and Man City. Wolves are not scared of the big boys and going up against Liverpool this week, I oh, think yeah. that could be that could be an outside 
uh, pumped for everyone that could be going through them. Um, with the fixtures and how the fixtures are going, um, Spurs going up against bottom of the log Norwich, that could be a captaincy option. But also, you have to think about it. Going away to Norwich and the way Spurs have played, it could be a risk. That one is is Vardy versus West Ham. West Ham have been poor this week and throughout December. So look at uh, West Ham. Uh, I look at Vardy against West Ham. And once again, the free chain is still going through. You can't look past your Liverpool players at the moment, no matter who they play. Yeah, so you're saying you're going for Vardy, hey? Captain pick this week. Yeah, I'm captaining Jamie this week. You you can't look past that man and his scoring record at the moment. He scores against everyone for fun. And to say, like, Leicester have now lost their last two games, he's yeah. going to be a big person to try to bring them back. And there's no one better than Jamie Vardy to do that. So I definitely think that's a, a safe pick. Yeah. Um, another thing I want to mention is a lot of risk. And you know me, I like to play this game a little bit risky. Yeah. I look at what can I do. Mohamed yeah. Salah played a very poor game against yeah. Leicester. He was probably one of our worst. So he was taken off. So I think the fact that he was taken off and got a little bit more rest is almost a sign of a guarantee that he will play against Wolves. So you know he's more than likely going to start. And Moisel is the type of player who doesn't like to not play well. He wants to come back and show what he's capable of. So I think if he comes up and shows up on the day, he could be also another good fantasy pick, but he is risky. Uh, Jamie Vardy is the more safer one. Uh, Mohamed Salah is your more risky one if you're looking to try and get points somewhere where no one else is going to potentially get points. Yeah, I think if you look at Mohamed Salah in the last three game weeks, he is one of the top earners for fantasy managers. He got 13 points versus Bournemouth, 16 points versus Watford, only three points versus Leicester. But the thing is, he still has that good form with him. So, honestly, it could be a great punt this week. Yeah, definitely. Andrew, again, always great to chat to you. Enjoy the games now and we've got more games to watch during the new year's break um just to let everyone know we're probably not going to be able to have a podcast during the new year's thing because i will be away at the vol and i don't get pretty good connection there so it's not going to be easy for me to try and get this podcast out but enjoy the football and we'll be back in the new year cheers everybody have a good year and enjoy the football cool andrew cheers man bye-bye